Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Family Church in Ohioville, Pennsylvania. We pray you are challenged in your walk with the Lord through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly Family Church or to subscribe to our free podcasts, please visit us on the web at cafamily.net. If you're here to be baptized in water, we support you and we've got great news for you. Wonderful things are going to happen in your life from this moment forward. I guarantee it. Praise God. And you draw nigh to God. God will draw nigh to you. You pursue Him. He'll pursue you. He's looking for those. He's seeking. His eyes are running to and fro throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong on the behalf of those whose hearts are upright before Him. Amen. He's got traveling eyes and they're moving right now. Praise God. Anyone else? Thank you, Jesus. Let's hold our Bibles to heaven and say, Thank you, Father, for your holy written word. It's a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your words are life to me and health to all of my flesh. I have what your word says I have. I am what your word says I am. I can do what your word says I can do. Holy Spirit, anoint my ears to hear, my heart to receive, and my mind to be open to the knowledge of the truth that makes me free. Quicken me according to the word. Change me from glory to glory. And I boldly say, I will never ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God, amen. This morning we're going to talk about the subject of water baptism. And it's because before leaving this realm to go back to sit at the right hand of the majesty on high Jesus instituted two ordinances that he believed church should participate in and honor and observe throughout the church age and the first one was holy communion the second one was water baptism in holy communion we show forth the Lord's death until he come in water baptism we identify with the death the burial, the, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and letting him know that we believe in his sacrifice. And so water baptism is an outward sign of an inward work of grace that's already taken place in a believer's life. It's an outward sign of an inward work of grace. And so this morning I just really was impressed in my heart to share some thoughts and answer some questions about water baptism for us and then of course after the service is over we have candidates that are here that we're going to baptize in water but first of all first and foremost the first question why baptize why baptize well as you look in Matthew's gospel chapter 28 verses 19 and 20 I'm going to give you one excellent reason why we as a church baptize Go ye therefore and teach all nations or make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world or the age. Amen. And that simple reason is Jesus commanded it. As a matter of fact, in what is called this is the Great Commission, we're supposed to go, we're supposed to make, we're supposed to baptize and we're supposed to teach. Go where? Everywhere. The whole world. Make what? Disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. 
And then teach them what? Obedience. Teach them to observe and to do all that I have commanded you. Jesus said a wise man will do that. Amen? A wise man will obey and do everything that Jesus said to do. As a matter of fact, he said, why call you me Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say? So if we call him Lord, then we need to do what he says. But is that a pretty good enough reason that we should baptize? Is because Jesus commanded it? I would believe so. And then second question, why be baptized? Why should I as an individual be baptized? Well, we go back to Mark's gospel, chapter 1. This is from the amplified version of the Bible. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, at once he, John, saw the heavens torn open and the Holy Spirit like a dove coming down to enter into him. And there came a voice out from heaven, from within heaven, you are my beloved son, in you I am well pleased. Well, obviously Jesus was baptized in water. And if you recall the story, John said, hey, wait a minute, you need to baptize me, not me baptize you. And Jesus stopped him in his tracks and just said, no, no, no. It's only fitting and right that I should fulfill all righteousness. Now, Jesus is the perfect, immaculate, holy, sinless son of the most high God who never, never, never did a thing wrong. And yet he's being baptized by John in the waters of what? Repentance. And what does he do this for? As an example, how important it is for everyone to fulfill all righteousness. It's the right thing to do. So number one, we're to follow his example because we're followers of him. And also, it's the right thing to do. Look at the, in Matthew's account of the same text. Matthew says it this way. Again, the Amplified Bible. Then Jesus came from Galilee to Jordan, to the Jordan, to John, to be baptized by him. But John protested, protested strenuously, having in mind to prevent him, saying, It is I who have need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? But Jesus replied to him, permit it just now for this is the fitting way for both of us to fulfill all righteousness that is to perform completely whatever is, is right then he permitted him so we're following his example of obedience to do what is right so it's the right thing to do so why should I be baptized in water because it's the right thing for me to do and also it's the humble thing to do if Jesus himself humbled himself to be baptized when he didn't really need to be, how much more should we humble ourselves and be baptized in water out of obedience to him? And I also have a question for all of us to answer. Are we better than Jesus? Do you know anyone that's better than Jesus? There are a lot of reasons why people don't get baptized in water. There are many ones. But let me tell you something right now. There's one reason why we all should. None of us is better than Jesus. None of us. If he submitted to it, so should we. Question number three. Is baptism necessary for salvation? Does a person have to be baptized in water to be saved? Is it necessary for salvation? And the short answer is what? No, he doesn't have to. And we go to the book of Acts. And in the book of Acts, here's what we discover. Then he called, this is Peter. I'm, I'm sorry, this is Paul. And he's in prison. He called for a light after the 
earthquake and everybody's bands were loose. They were delivered and set free. And he sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe, this is Paul and Silas, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. Notice, believe. Now, after they believed, they went and got baptized in water. But if you see here, Paul answering the question says, you've got to believe on Jesus to be saved. And think about this. The man who was on the cross next to Jesus who said, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. There was no time for him to be baptized in water. Was there? But he was saved. Amen. So salvation comes by believing the gospel of Jesus Christ and embracing him as Savior and Lord. That's the inward work of regeneration. And then, outwardly, we do want to show and share with other people our faith. And so it's okay to be baptized in water, and we should be baptized in water as an act of obedience. But notice this in Acts chapter, uh, I'm sorry, sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Look at verse 14 through 17. This is the Apostle Paul. If you recall, his Damascus Road experience, and how he embraced Jesus as a Savior when he saw him in the vision. Here he says this, I thank God that I baptized none of you, but Crispus and Gaius, lest any should say that I had baptized in my own name. And I baptized also the house of, household of Stephanus. Besides, I know not whether I baptized any other. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. So Paul was sent to what? Preach the gospel, which is the good news. And the gospel is the power of God unto what? salvation so it's believing the gospel that saves a person and once they're saved they should be baptized in water and we'll see this uh, matter of fact go to first corinthians 15 first of all because here we see paul proclaiming what the gospel message is moreover brethren i declare unto you the gospel which i preach unto you which also you have received and wherein you stand by which also you are saved if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I, was, well, I also received by Jesus, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that He was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that He was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto the, this present, but some are fallen asleep. In all that discourse... He talks to them about how they're saved. They're saved by hearing the gospel message. And what's the gospel message? Christ died for our sins. Christ was buried. Christ was raised from the dead. He secured our redemption. And then he was alive. And he was seen by many. As even 500 at one time was he seen. And then he goes on to say he was seen of me as well. But notice he didn't even mention baptism in that discourse. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be baptized. It just means he didn't mention it right there. So if Paul said he didn't send me to baptize, he sent me to preach the gospel, you realize it's the gospel that saves a person. But baptism is big. It's huge. Why? Two things, he says. Celebrate communion. Be baptized in water. He went to a cross and died for us. He did it all. All he wants us to do is have communion. And what does that do? It shows my death 
till I come. And then get baptized in water. Because that identifies you with me. See, we have a hard time understanding that. But if you came from a foreign country, and let's just say you belong even to Judaism. If you were a Jew, okay? If you said, I renounce now Judaism and I take on Christianity, you had to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And do you know how offensive that was? It means you were completely excommunicated from the Jewish faith. And you are now a Christian and identified as one. And even your family would turn you in. And you'd suffer persecution and the consequences of your decision as a result. That's how serious it is in a, in a different land. And among different faiths. But you see, God doesn't make us do anything. He just tells us. He wants us to. Uh, question, before I go there, look at my personal testimony. You don't have to be baptized in water to be saved but when you get saved you should want to get baptized in water my testimony is I was so on fire for God when I, when I got saved I mean I was radically saved I don't know if there's a difference between just being saved and radically saved but I was radically saved I mean I had a hunger and thirst for God that was just unquenchable I just loved God and loved his word and studied his word constantly. I came out of a denominational church. I didn't really know much about the Bible. I started to attend a Christian church. I was so thrilled and excited. This was on the west side of Youngstown, really in Mineral Ridge. And there was a church nearby. And I went there to hear one of my first messages from a church, a Protestant church. And I'm telling you, this, this message just sunk into my ears and just penetrated my soul. I was so on fire and so excited. He talked about the rich man of Lazarus. I never heard that preached before. And oh my goodness, what a message. The rich man of Lazarus. You know the story, right? We're living in the land of the dying. And when we die, where do we go? To the land of the living. Where you spend your eternal living depends on what you do in the land of the dying. And man, when he spoke that message, I'm telling you, my hair stood up on my arms. And I saw the one in comfort and the one in discomfort, the one that was taken care of and the other one that was just tortured. And then he's crying out for people on the earth. Imagine that. That's really gen a genuine flaming evangelist. On fire. Burning. You get the point? <laughs> and he wants someone to tell his family on earth about this awful place. Okay. I am so ablaze. But I've got this conviction in my soul. This conviction is. I was baptized as a baby. But I haven't been baptized. As, now that I accepted Christ. Should I get baptized? Should I get baptized? I would ask other people that were Christians longer than I was. And I didn't know. I really didn't know. Should I or shouldn't I? Am I undoing what I did? Should I not do it? Am I being silly for doing it? Because I was baptized you know, back then and all that. As a baby etc. etc. I did what every, every good Christian should do. I call the 700 Club. <laughs> I'm on the phone with the 700 Club counselor, you know, and she's talking to me. I'm calling you because I was baptized as a baby, but I've been born again, washed in the blood of the Lamb, and I'm just excited about being a Christian, born again Christian, and I just have a question. Should I be baptized in water, or should I not be baptized in water? Does, it, does my baby baptism count, or does it not count? What should I do? And she was so profound, with such wisdom. She said, what do you think? 
I said, that's why I called you. <laughs> Not for what I think. I want to know what you think. I'm young in the Lord. I don't know anything. What should I do? I've never been in a Protestant church before. I don't know what to do. Well, what's in your heart? I said, what's in my heart? I think I should get baptized in water. She said, well, then do it. You know, sometimes a good counselor, all they have to do is pull out of you what's already in there. What the Holy Ghost put inside you, just pull it right on out of you. Okay? So I said, okay. Got it. Well, this preacher was just so wonderful. I heard that wonderful message. And I heard about the fires of hell and all that. You know, I'm born again now. I mean, I'm thrilled. I'm excited reading my Bible. Uh, going to church and just on fire for God. I call him on the phone. Never forget I need to get baptized in water. I've been born again, washed in the blood. I tell them when I got saved in, in October, this is a few months later. And, and I said, I'm just so thrilled, so excited. I want to be baptized in water. When can I be baptized in water? It got quiet on the other end of the phone. He said, um, son, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. Look out, bubble bursters are everywhere. And he said, um, but if you haven't been baptized in water, you haven't been born again. That was my first indication that not all Christians believe alike. Right? And I went, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry, if you haven't been baptized in water, you haven't been born again. Really? Really? That's like telling me, you don't like pizza. <laughs> now wait a minute. I know I've been born again. The Bible says, you know you pass from death to life because you have love for the brethren. You know in your heart, when you accept Christ as your Savior and Lord, and you've come out of darkness and you're in the light, there's a whole new world that you're living in. I was blind, but now I see I was, oh my goodness, lost, but now I'm found. Don't tell me I'm not born again. I know I am. I'm not baptized in water yet, but I know I'm born again. I know I'm born again, and I know my name like I know my name. He said, well, I thought he just wanted to get me saved. So he, he says, look, I understand you're thrilled, you're excited. Come over here right now to the church that should have been my first clue right there come over to the church and I'll baptize you in water right now I'm telling you what I got my clothes together I drove over to the church I walk inside the church door he's got this baptismal that's already already been filled with water for one year he's in the water I don't know he's wearing hip boots this was the winter time. The heat wasn't very high. And I come flying in. I am telling I'm ready to get baptized in water. I start walking down those stairs to get inside that water. And that guy, he says, he couldn't get the weight out of his mouth. Wait just a moment. When I hit the bottom of that water, my eyeballs froze. And then I needed a shower because the slime from that place was, was all over my flesh. Oh yeah, we don't change our water ever because just in case somebody needs to get baptized. What's it been, six months since we changed ours? <laughs> it was filled on Friday. And it's room temperature. No, it's warm. 
You know why it's like that? Because of what I went through. <laughs> you don't have to go through it. I paid the price for all of you that are getting baptized in water today. Just want to let you know that. <laughs> oh my goodness. And he dunked me and got me out and I jumped out and I ran home and took a shower. <laughs> it was green. Oh my goodness. They believed in baptizing you. Thank God I was clean on the inside because <laughs> I wasn't on the outside. But then that's another story. I found some other things he didn't believe in. And of course, that happens. Uh, question number four. When should a person be baptized in water? When should one be baptized in water? Well, go to Acts chapter 8. And I believe in answering these questions scripturally, don't you? Because sometimes I know that people, some churches have these classes that you have to go through. All these classes that you have to go through. And I'm not criticizing that. But I want to show you what the scriptures teach. Philip went down to the city of Samaria, preached Christ to them. People gave heed to the things that he spake here and seeing the miracles that he did. Unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of men that were possessed with them. And those that were taken with palsy and that were lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. And when they believed Peter or, or Philip preaching the things pertaining to the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus, they were all baptized, both men and women. And then Philip got caught up by the Spirit. He went over to this place where he saw this eunuch. And this eunuch is there reading the, from the book of Isaiah. He has no clue what he's reading. And so Philip is told to go over and talk to him. So Philip opens his mouth and began at the same scripture, which is Isaiah, and preached to him, Isaiah 53, Jesus. And when they went on their way, they came to a certain water, and the eunuch said, see here is water. What hinders me to be baptized? Notice the question. What hinders me from being baptized? And Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. If you believe with all your heart, you may. The moment this person believes with all his heart, he may. Don't have to go through 10 classes. You accept Jesus into your heart. If you can do that, then jump in the water. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch. And he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip. What a baptism. Philip went away as fast as I did from that. I was caught away <laughs> that the eunuch saw him no more and he went on his way rejoicing but Philip was found at Azotus you, talk, you, don't, you need an airplane he didn't need any kind of device he was instantly transported translocated in spirit from one place to another and guess what he did there he preached the gospel and passing through, the, and passing through he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea so what really hindered him from being baptized you got to believe in Jesus with all your heart and so guess what? The moment you believe with Jesus, in Jesus from all your heart, with all your heart, that he's the son of God, that he saved you, you accept him, you get baptized immediately. Next one, is infant baptism scriptural? And let's look at uh, the book of Acts once again. Chapter 8, back it up to verse 12. But when they believed Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. Look at Acts chapter 2, verses 37. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, 
And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourself from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. That's quite a baptism service, wouldn't you say? 3,000 souls added to the church. Well, first of all, if faith is a prerequisite and you've got to believe the gospel, you've got to believe the Bible, let me ask you a question. Can a baby believe? Can a baby repent? Can a baby ask Jesus to come into his or her heart? Can a child, can a baby, can an infant qualify for what we know to be true baptism? Biblically speaking, and the answer is no. And so it's important that we understand that water baptism is an outward sign of an inward work. The inward work has got to take place first. And then the outward sign declares. It really identifies you as a Christian. So the answer really, the short answer is no, you can't. You can't as a baby be baptized and believe that that baptism really is biblical. And it's all sufficient because it's not. And so even to adults, I would just say just like I was. I... I I knew something was wrong. I knew that even though I was baptized as an infant, it didn't count because I couldn't confess. I couldn't repent. I couldn't believe. Next question. What is the biblical mode of water baptism? The biblical mode. In the book of Colossians, we'll go there for the answer. For in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And you are complete in him. You missed a good opportunity to shout right there. Say with me, I'm complete in him. Wow. Which is the head of all principality and power in whom also you are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands and putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Notice this next expression. Buried with him in baptism wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. Notice that Christian baptism is a burial. It's a what? A burial. So if it's a burial, it tells me that you're going under the water. And the word baptizo in the Greek actually means immerse. It means to plunge. It means to go under. And so the mode of Christian baptism is Going under the water as a type of being buried with Christ. Coming up out of the water, identifying with his resurrection to newness of life. So if it's symbolism that's necessary when it comes to baptism, this is what it all symbolizes. Actually, if you could look at it this way, when you're standing there, it's like the cross. When you go under, you're buried. You've died on the cross. You're buried with him. When you're raised up, it symbolizes the resurrection. So again, an infant can't know that. An infant can't do that. An infant can't speak for themselves. And I realized when I was growing up, it was taught, what about original sin? But you see, water baptism has nothing to do with that. As a matter of fact, if we're going to be biblical, Jesus wasn't baptized till he was 30. And also, if we're going to be biblical, he was dedicated at eight days old, within the first week. They had to dedicate them in the temple. And so we practice baby dedication. 
which is a family dedication. Because you're saying that I'm going to raise up or rear up my child in the way he should go in the ways of God. And so what we do is we dedicate our babies to the Lord. Give that life back to God. And then when they're at the age of accountability, when they can actually consciously with intelligence, understanding, and knowledge accept Christ and say, I'm laying down my life for him, that's when we baptize them. When they can make that conscious choice and decision. Okay, look at John's Gospel chapter 3 in the Amplified Bible to show you that it's not just a sprinkling. After this, Jesus and his disciples went into the land, the countryside of Judea, where he remained with them and baptized. But John also was baptizing at Anan near Salem, for there was abundance of water there, and the people kept coming and being baptized. Notice the expression, the abundance of water was there. So now we see we have abundance of water. We've got people going into the water. People coming up out of the water. And baptized means to immerse. So the proper mode of baptism is to go under the water. And again, symbolism means you're buried with Christ and you're being raised up. So you could say you're taking the plunge. Under the water. And you're coming up. A new person in Christ. Now, what does it all mean? Look at the the next question. What does all this mean? Water baptism. Well, we go to book of Romans chapter 6 and verse 4. And notice what it says. We were buried therefore with him by the baptism unto death. So that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father. So we too might habitually live and behave like we did before we went under the water. Know like we, that we might habitually live and behave how? In the newness of life. So the first thing we see with regard to water baptism, it is what? Identification. That's the most complete word that you can use to, to really explain or define water baptism. It is complete identification with Christ. You realize how many people do not say that he is the son of God? You realize how many professionals and scholars and all that say that he's not the son of God, that you can't prove he's the son of God and all that? Beloved, I believe he is. Beloved, I know that he is. I identify with who he is. He's the son of God. And I believe he died on the cross for my sins. And I believe God raised him on the third day according to the scriptures. I believe he's alive right now at the Father's right hand. I believe, I believe, I believe. So I'm identifying myself. You candidates... When you can't stand here in this water, I'm telling you, I've got some great news for you. If God opened up the heavens for Jesus and when he was baptized, God is going to open and tear apart the heavens for you because you made a decision to make an advance toward him. You draw nigh to him, I will draw nigh to you. You pursue him, he will pursue you. I'll be honest with you. He's, we're, not, he's not, we're not waiting on him. He is waiting on us. You see, some people don't get baptized in water. Um, and maybe after a while they've been a Christian because they maybe, like I was at first, they were with, I was already baptized one time before I got saved and all that, so I, why should I get baptized again? Well, the answer is very simple. It's an outward sign of an inward work of grace. It didn't count before. It didn't count at all. You're making a statement. You're declaring something. You're proclaiming something before people that are in this world. You are separating yourself from the world 
all of its ways, religious traditions and traditional ideas and all that. And you're saying that I identify with the Son of the living God. I believe a Savior was born into the world. I believe the Savior walked on this earth. I believe He robed Himself in flesh to take my place. I believe He went to a cross where He suffered and died for me. And praise God, I believe God raised Him up and I am embracing Him as the Lord and Savior of my life and I will serve Him. I will surrender my will to Him all my days. So water baptism is identification, but it's also complete surrender. I have died to myself. I have died to sin. I've, I've died to the works of the flesh. I am no longer living for myself. I want to choose to follow the ways of Almighty God and live a brand new life. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away and all things have become new. Those things that were once so important to me are no longer the, 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 the most important things in my life. What is important now is serving Him. And where does it begin? It begins, I've been born again. I want to shout it from the mountaintops and let everybody know. And what better venue, what better place than to be right here among family and friends and say, I'm born again, washed in the blood, and I surrender my all to the King of kings and Lord of lords. I'm not living for myself anymore. Now, let me give you just an illustration. You know, if, if uh, some single person is here, Autumn, you're not married, are you? I didn't think so. But, but if uh, Steve is wiping a sweat off his face, uh, whoo, and Shannon, uh, we'll pray for both of you just in just a moment anyhow. But if, if, if Autumn just went out and she bought herself a ring, like a wedding ring, and put it on her finger, would that make her married? Why not? She bought a ring. She's wearing it. Because she's not married. That's why. Well, I'm married. What if I was working on some project and I had to take off my ring because I just had to take it off for work? Some places they won't even allow you to wear your ring at work because you can lose your finger. Would that mean I'm not married? No. So this is, you could say, my badge that lets everybody know that I am married. But if I took it off, it wouldn't mean I'm not married. Mm -hmm. So, you could get baptized in water and not be born again. You realize that? You can be born again and not be baptized in water. But you're still born again. So, being baptized in water is what? It is your wedding ring it is your badge you're standing here this is your platform and when you get in this baptismal pool you're going to stand there and proclaim it I belong to Jesus I'm surrendered to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords I no longer live for myself I live for another who purchased me by his blood and praise God I am his and he is mine it's like the ceremony it's the badge it's letting people know what's happened on the inside of you and now you're going to live in the newness of life sin will not have dominion over you you're serving the Savior amen you're living for him and so, once again, it's important that we recognize that water baptism doesn't save anybody. Now, the last question. Should people who were baptized as infants or even, uh, even a little bit older if they didn't know what they were doing, should they be rebaptized? Well, sure. Look at Acts chapter 19 and beginning at verse 1. It came to pass 
While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. He said to them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And they said to him, we've never heard whether there be a Holy Ghost. And he said to them, well then, unto then, or what then were you baptized? Unto John, they said, baptism. Oh, I see. Well, Paul said then, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that you should believe on him, which should come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized. Do you recall when John the Baptist was baptizing the people and they were repenting of their sins and identify themselves? Okay. Well, do you remember how some of the Pharisees and Sadducees came and also thought they were going to get baptized too? What did John say to them? Get out of my pool. I'm paraphrasing it. You bring some fruit meat for repentance before you get in that water. So if these religious intelligent people were rebuked by John the Baptist because you're just going to get in that water and put on a show for people when your heart's not in it. Are you kidding me? Get out of here. Go repent, get it right with God and get it right with people. Then come back here and I'll baptize you. If that's the case, how can an infant say, I repent, I accept Jesus, he's my savior, he's my Lord, and also a young person that maybe just went through some ritual because someone wanted them to. That's not it. Beloved, there is nothing more important than to know that you know inside your heart you've been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. You've been born again. Don't listen to all that's out there in the world. Even with religious tradition. You've got to know that you know. The Bible teaches us it's your salvation and yours and mine. And we've got to work it out with what? Fear and trembling. We need to know that we know that we know. And for all of you that are coming here today to be baptized in water, this is a day, like I said, as the scripture said, when Jesus came to be baptized and he said it's the right thing to do, I've got to fulfill all righteousness, and then all of a sudden the heavens were open. i got news for you, and that is God is watching. He's looking down upon the circle of the earth. He sees every single one of you, and he sees your heart, and he knows you're coming up here to proclaim with a megaphone voice before all the world to hear that I am am a born again blood washed spirit filled faith walking tongue talking devil resisting uh, love practicing living epistle of the living Christ I live for Jesus I'm alive unto Christ I'm dying to myself and I'm telling you the, the heavens are open Holy Ghost is going to come on you and you're going to get so clean you're going to get so empowered you're going to get so excited it's not going to be the same for you from this point on it's going to be different Amen. So if Jesus was obedient, so should we be. Hi, Pastor Bill here. I want to thank you for joining us today. On behalf of my wife, Krista, and Krista Selby Church, I want you to know that we're here to serve you and your family. Whether you have young children or kids in elementary school, if you're a teenager or a young adult, we have a passion to provide a safe and comfortable environment where you can grow in God and build a solid foundation of His love for you. And with that foundation, we encourage you to take the gospel of Jesus Christ with you wherever you go. It is our heart at Christian Assembly to be an outreach, to be the hand of God toward Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. 
We want to join as the body of Christ to make one last trumpet call before the final trumpet sound, and through a life of worship, bring in a harvest of people. With whatever gifts God has given you, we want you to be free to share those gifts and talents. Life is most fulfilled when we share God's love with others. And in all that we do, we want to demonstrate the power of the name of Jesus to the world through a ministry of excellence, to God first, and then also to you. So whatever the situation, wherever you are, whatever you're going through, I want you to know that we love you, and God loves you, and has a wonderful plan for your life. And that plan begins by making Jesus the Lord and the Savior of your life. And if you've never made that decision yet, I'd like to invite you to pray a simple prayer with me. And if you will, Jesus will become your Savior and your Lord. Just repeat after me this prayer. Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I now accept you and receive you as my personal Savior and Lord. Heavenly Father, I have called on the name of Jesus. I'm now your child in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer with me, I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.